I'm Jake Miller from the Educational Duct Tape Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect those of others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Well, 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 welcome, welcome, welcome to a very, very special episode of My EdTech Life. I'm the host, AJ Bianco, and I got my man, Fonz, Alfonso, my man, reflecting on 100 episodes of My My EdTech Life. How are you, my friend? Oh, man, I am doing very well, very well. And thank you for everybody who's joining in with our special guest host. I couldn't have thought of a better person, just a wonderful friend, all around individual. And so, AJ, thank you so much for stepping in into the host seat today. And now it's my turn to be on the other side as I get asked the questions on my own show. But it's just going to be a wonderful reflection show. So I'm thankful to be here and Again, as always, thank you to all of the supporters. I already see Josh, I see Mel, I see David, I see uh, Tim, and uh, you know, thank you guys for all of your support. I appreciate y'all. It is good to see some of our some of our closest friends on here tonight. So, so welcome everybody. Um, different setup than normal. Yes, yes, Tim, still uh, still misplaced. That's all right. Um, anyway, so Fonz, this is about you. So let, let's talk about it. so. I'm not going to shout you out, but I am going to shout you out right here. I saw an Instagram live post of you after your hundredth episode, and I could tell how much this means to you. That you know your podcast is definitely your baby. So, what made you want to start my EdTech Life? Well, I mean, it it all just started. Just uh, I don't know, man. I, I just pandemic hit. It was like, hey, let's let's go ahead and do something. Let's go ahead. And I saw a lot of people going live, uh, you know, a lot of mainly a lot of educators, you know, trying to share tips. And of course, that transition period and everything. And that's kind of like in the direction that I wanted to go. But then it just turned into something organic, something more than I thought that it would be and more kind of steering away maybe from the ed tech and, and those. But just having those conversations and you know, it all started April 10th of 2020 was the first episode, episode number one. And then from then on, it just evolved and just turned into something very different, very organic. And really, it just turned into my passion project, just being able to meet wonderful educators, connect and build a PLF. And I see so many people that are joining in right now. Big shout out to all of you for just always being there and being very supportive. And I appreciate every single one of y'all, but that's, that's really where it came from. And now it's really, like I said, AG, the labor of love. This is, this is where my heart is, where my passion to give a place for educators to come and share the amazing things that they're doing at from all different aspects but having those conversations and talking about those topics that maybe some people may not discuss, you know, whether it's in their district or they just don't feel safe. But here, I mean, we're all a PLF, you know, professional or personal learning family. And this is their space, connecting educators, creators, one show at a time. Yeah, that, that's fantastic, Fonz. And I, and I absolutely love love your passion for this. And I think every episode it shows. And I, I think the biggest thing that I, I see as you're recording your episodes uh, whether they're live or whether I listen to them on the podcast side, man, you are consistently learning. Like, I feel like the guests that you're getting for your shows, great guests, don't get me wrong, but I feel like you're not looking for guests that like, who's going to entertain those people listening? It's like, who's going to entertain me? What do I want to learn from you? So how, how do you choose your guests for your show? Well, that's a great question. You know, at first it was just really, hey, I'm just getting people that I know that, you know, are doing some great things. And, you know, one thing just kind of hit, you know, and especially during this time when we were all locked up, you know, I was getting the people that were, you know, and everybody was contributing during that time, but just giving them some space to share the amazing things that they're doing. You know, I had like Karina, who's watching right now. She's a librarian, phenomenal 
phenomenal librarian here from, you know, the Rio Grande Valley where I'm from. And just to get her on the show and give her a voice just to see what she's doing from a librarian perspective and just, uh, you know, to fill in those different roles and see what's happening during that transition. And then later on, believe it or not, I started getting some people that were reaching out to me. And I was like, whoa, like, this is a first. I was like, somebody's reaching out to me because they're interested in being on the show. And um, it was great. And from now on, I think, you know, from that moment on, I think as the show has progressed and then, you know, obviously me getting a little bit better at this hosting thing and just the conversations that we're having, a lot of people, I'll just reach out, send them a tweet. And they're like, yeah. And sometimes I'm surprised that they even get excited because, you know, honestly, like I, I don't know who really watches the show. You know, obviously I do know, you know, you guys that are here in the chat. And of course you, AJ, you and I go way back to, and, um, but then you don't know really the, the impact that you make because sometimes, you know, you don't see stuff on social media or you don't get, you know, the likes or the reviews or anything, but, you know, I just figured I was like, even if it's just for one person, one person to spark that change, you know, it's totally worth it. And so now I've just been very thankful that the show has gotten some traction and now, um, you know, people are are willing to be guests. And that really excites me because, like you said, it, it's not like I'm trying to find who's going to come and grab the attention. It's really who are the educators out there that maybe have not been given the opportunity to mm -hmm. share mm -hmm. and then say, hey, you know what? I see you. I see what you're doing and I love what you're doing and I want to learn more about it. And then giving them that place to connect and connect with others. And so that really is how it has evolved. And like you said, just really it's that hour of PD that I get with them. But again, since it's recorded and it's on video, I mean, it just blasted out and people connect you know and that's the amazing part about it yeah that, that plf is so important for you because you've definitely been giving a lot of people a voice that they have not had in other places and some of the guests i'll be honest they're not mainstream mainstream guests by any means and i think that that's the best part about it is i tune into your shows and it's like i have never heard this person's name and i'll listen to them and what they what they what they're all about i go look at their twitter profile their their linkedin profile and it's like wow you know there are there's some fantastic people out there that that are just doing some some great things and you're you're grabbing them so i'm not going to ask you what your favorite show or your favorite guest was i know that's me um but yeah. i will ask uh who's a guest that you haven't had yet that you're dying to get onto the show a guest that i haven't had yet that i'm dying to get on the show man that's a good question you know, there's so many that are out there because I'm I'm always looking at number one, like I'm always looking for leadership. I'm looking also, you know, for, you know, techie stuff also that's happening, things, conversations to have. So I'm going to name a few and hopefully if they're listening or they get mm -hmm. to rewatch, then it would be just amazing to be able to have them on. And I'm going to name a couple of podcasters, too, that I'd love to get on the show, too, as well, which would be uh, Shay and Pav for sure. Definitely want to talk to them. I'd love to have them on the show as well. And uh, also, as I'd like to have uh, Kevin Lightman on the show. Also, just talk a little bit more about the work that he's doing. And the other one that I would like to have, I would probably say that it would probably be Jennifer Gonzalez that I would love to have on the show too as well. Mm -hmm. And just, uh, you know, pick their brains and just to have them share and just have those honest conversations. And obviously, probably pick some more AR, VR creators that are out there. And oh, and number, number one, though, for as far as VR, AR, NFT, Metaverse Talk would be Kathy Hackle. Mm. I've tried to reach out to her. I haven't had any luck. So if anybody out there knows Kathy Hackle and you know, just please send her a link to my page and see if she's down to have a conversation about NFTs and metaverse and how everything's changing because we definitely need to keep an eye out on that. <laughs> All right. So that, that's the homework for everybody. What you need to do is you need to go tweet, Facebook, uh, everybody else, LinkedIn, please. find a way to reach out to Kathy <laughs> Hackle and make sure you say, Hey, I got a great podcast for you to be on, to share your message and, uh, send her Fonz's way because I, uh, Hey, that's what he wants. That's his dream guest right there. So yeah. make, make it yeah. happen. Make it happen. Yeah.
Yeah, big shout out. Big, let me give a shout out here to Leslie right. Altman, who's been wonderful. Thank you, Leslie, as always, for all of your support. I really appreciate you joining all the way from Australia. Abbott Patel from the UK. I know it's probably like 2 a.m. over there, but thank you so <laughs> much for being up and always being part of the show. Josh Tovar, of course. Mr. Tovar, El Carnal, El Paisa, he's here. Gerardo Navarrete, thank you so much for being here as well. Mel and everybody, I really appreciate you all, Tim, as well. And just all, everybody that's here today, I really appreciate you all. And uh, But uh, I just wanted to share a couple things, AJ. I know that you are the host, but I know I do have some clips here. And I want to share some of, like, a special clip. Like, this is my number one clip by a very special person who for I, I will always hold near and dear because he has always been kind of like that quiet guy that that doesn't know the impact that he had on me and he continues to have on me because of the work that he does, but he's always super busy. But I want to share this clip here, and this is Mr. Al Thomas, episode 17. Mm -hmm. This right here is what really changed my perspective on the podcasting and where I was going and it really resonates. And even until this day, I always remember this clip. So here we go. Don't know who's waiting on you to do that thing. Like there is something that you keep denying like yourself that. to do. And there's someone that is just standing there waiting for it to see it, to be able to engage with it, to be able to come across it. And it is so important for us to get out of our own way because that one thing that you're doing could be the thing that um, pushes someone to, not make a poor choice. Um, it could be the thing that pushes someone to try a new career path or a new path that they didn't even think that they can do. And it is just so important for us to allow that to happen. That right there, mm -hmm. very powerful. That clip alone has resonated with me this whole time because you never know what you're doing. And so like I went back, like that question that you said, you know, sometimes you know, and, and you, AJ, you can relate, man. We have these conversations all the time and mm -hmm. that imposter syndrome hits and you think like, is it really worth it? Like what I'm doing, is it even making a difference? Is it even doing anything? But man, just when Al said that, you know, if, if it's just one person, there's one person waiting for you to do that one thing. And that just took me to a different mindset and a different level as far as the podcasting and where I wanted to go with it. And that, like I said, is really what I've used to continue to fuel my passion. Because again, if it's just for one person, it's totally worth it because you never know the difference that that person can make to those around them. And that's really what drives me. You know, it's, you're planting those seeds, man. You, you, sometimes we don't see the return on investment. Mm -hmm. Maybe you never even hear about it but it's happening. So it's, re it's really great. So I'm thankful for that. Very powerful words. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's amazing. Cause this is something that we've talked about and something that you push for me in my podcast when I do mine, um, you know, in education, we're in the long game, right? It, it's not, we're not going to see the impact tomorrow. We're going to see the impact in five years when we get a letter from a student saying, Hey, thank you for changing my life. Here's how you did it. You know, that kid may hate us for, for so long before that, but that one time, that long game that we play, that one person that we impact is it, it, so powerful. It makes everything worth it. So the podcast for you, I know, you know, like I said at the beginning, this is your baby. This is what you've loved. And, and watching you grow and taking chances and taking risks in what you're doing has, has really made you where you're at right now with 100 episodes and not even a year. That's, that's the most outstanding thing to me. You have 100 episodes in a year and a half. Yeah, a little bit over a year. Yeah, yeah. a little bit, right? It's crazy. Yeah, it is it's crazy. crazy. I'm so I'm still stuck on 14. So hey, <laughs> hey, <laughs> learn well, you know what? It sometimes AJ and I'm going to be honest with you. You know, sometimes it is about quality, not quantity. And I'm not saying that our guests have not been quality, but you know, sometimes there there is those pauses in between. But I mean, I still go back and revisit your episodes, man, and I get to learn so much from there. And myself. Like you said, I'm I'm just a little I'm a little bit more like, hey, if I want to learn about something like this is what interests me this week or this month, I want to find some guests so I can learn more about that because chances are, if I have some questions, other people will have questions. So, man, sometimes I'll do two episodes a week. Sometimes there's been occasions where I've yeah, done three episodes a week when things line up, but it's because. I don't know, man. I'm just that mindset of 
I want to know now. I want to learn. I, I, I want to see those thoughts and everything. And um, so that's why I think I've made it that fast to the 100 episode mark. And it it hasn't been, it, it's been a lot of work, to mm-hmm. be honest with mm-hmm. you, a lot of time. But like you said, it's it's when you're passionate about it and you yourself are learning, but you're bringing learning to others, it really definitely makes it worthwhile. So it's really exciting for sure. Absolutely. Hey, big shout out to Javier Trevino. Javier Trevino met him in fourth, fifth grade, fourth grade, fifth grade in elementary. So it's great to see you, Javier. Big shout out. I can't believe some of my old, old classmates are here. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much. It really means a lot to share this. And of course, Abbott shows the effort. See the effort Fonz puts into every joke. It's no joke. It's a stellar effort. Thank you so much, Abbott. Abbott owns the record for the longest intro without a pause in the history of my EdTech life. Awesome, awesome episode. By the way, you need to check it out. Abbott is a just a wonderful person, passionate educator. So definitely check him out for sure. Absolutely. All right. There we go. Look at you. You got Josh Tovar. Fonz is part of my Saturday morning PD. How does that, <laughs> Fonz, how does that make you feel, man? So like, let's, let's take a minute and like, actually like, let's accept the praise, right? That, that's yeah. the hard part. So let's accept yeah. the praise that like on a Saturday morning, you are a go-to. So, so for me on the East coast, I know exactly when Fonz will be on, you know, I got you sandwiched, you know, right between, uh, <laughs> you and Brody Kafale, you know, that's, I, I love, I love that you guys back to back. So <clears throat> what does it mean to you to, to like, be part of someone's schedule like this is you <laughs> you 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 set it up and like you know you're gonna have your people there every time you know it uh, to be honest with you it just it never really hit me until now i mean just hearing josh say this and and i know josh shares and he's been on me for sometimes like oh hey you haven't done the show or you haven't posted this or you haven't posted that and it just never really hit me to like right now, like you're saying, like, wow, I, I'm I'm actually part of somebody's Saturday morning. Like somebody is finding value and taking time in what you're doing. And I mean, I I right now I'm like trying to take all that in, but it, it really does make you feel special that somebody mm-hmm. like Josh and and the work that he's done as an administrator and the, the how powerful he is because I follow him too. And he seems to be everywhere too, as far as leadership and, and the example that he is, it, it, it really means a lot. And it's a huge honor. And I'm thankful for him being part of my PLF too, as well. And him sharing uh, all the episodes and being uh, you know, here tonight, being there on Saturday mornings and things of that sort. And uh, like with Javier and, and also, I mean, Gerardo and all the people, you know, just it's great. You know, people just enjoying their cup of coffee and doing some learning and just the, just while I'm learning, too, as well. So it, it's really powerful, man. It really means a lot. <laughs> it's good. And I'm glad you're not stopping, too. So, I mean, that's the biggest part of it. You don't have a a vision to stop you just keep going no. keep going you're going to keep learning keep growing i think that's that's the best part about this yeah for sure and so definitely you know and that's the next thing man i'm, I'm excited for the next hundred episodes you know and i'm already just thinking that far ahead and and we'll see what happens after that and you know as i continue to learn and people continue to learn and and find value in the show and that's what it's all about and it's just like i i and to be honest with you, i mean a lot of us do this we don't get paid to, you know, I don't, I don't have sponsors. I don't have people pay for anything. I mean, everything's out of pocket and so on. And, and I don't care, you know, it's like, I, I love this because this is my passion and, and I want to bring it to the world. And, you know, to me, like I said, the biggest return on investment is that people find value in the guests that come on, because really, if, if you look at all my episodes, I, I just sit here and I just ask questions, but man, the guests just go to town and, I'm here learning and just soaking it all in in real time, just like everybody else. But to me, that's where I find the value in that I'm learning and the people are learning and I'm investing in the educator community, which is the community or education is the profession that has given me so much and opened up so many doors that this is kind of just my little way of giving back to all of those educators that are out there that may need you know just somebody to inspire them somebody to say that one thing like al did somebody to come and just mention something new like udl to learn from that or or more than anything see the human side of my guests Mm -hmm. 
And that to me is the most important because sometimes when I compare myself and at the, at the very beginning of, of this, I was comparing myself to the Chris Nessies. I was comparing myself to, you know, uh, Brad, Bradbury also. Oh my goodness. And I was like, man, I, I'm never going to be Jeff Bradbury, never be that caliber and all that stuff. But, you know, I kind of just had to be who I am. And I just said, you know what? A lot of people look up to some of the guests that I've had on edgy Twitter as leaders, as thought leaders and so on. And sometimes they may feel a little, uh, maybe scared or intimidated just because of the level of, you know, where they're at. Mm -hmm. But then slowly I started learning that they're only human. Like they're, they're the same, you know, they, they, they didn't get there by luck. They got Mm -hmm. there by hard work. Mm -hmm. And I love for them to come on and to share their stories, to show others like, Hey, yeah, I know you look up to me. Yeah. I know I've done this body of work, but I'm only human. I struggled some of them it's crazy when you realize that they didn't even want to be a teacher but then now there are these amazing educators and thought leaders and change makers and so on and you're like what like this person's just like me i never wanted to go into teaching so it's really bringing that human aspect and that human approach and you know just connecting to them at that level hearing their origin stories and then just allowing them to share their body of work and where they see themselves in the future, because sometimes I feel like maybe they don't get asked that often and, and, you know, just kind of have that conversation. So Mm -hmm. it's been great to really know people at that personal level, just like you and I, I mean, you and I, when you were on my show, I mean, we had already hit it off. We, you know, we were great. I like, I, I know you at that personal level. I mean, it's like, Hey, let's do a Google meet. Let me show you some stuff on, Mm -hmm. you know, your workflow for your podcast and stuff like that. And you just build those connections at that level. And then, you know, sometimes it's like, Oh, it's AJ Bianco on podcast PD and Oh, look at AJ on Twitter. And AJ just wrote a blog with Dan Frangioso and, you know, and so on. But I'm like, dude, that's AJ Yankee fan, you know, AJ podcaster, AJ, teacher straighter that's aj my boy that i can text at six in the morning and just say hey what's up man how are you doing and that's what i love about it you know just that that human aspect so it's been great yeah and that, that's what i think if, if people are listening to you the first time right now if they don't really know who you are i think you just kind of summed up who you are you are definitely the, the human first and you want to make sure that you are connected with people and and you know, I'm not good with keeping in touch all the time. I got to be honest, but like looking at, you know, you text me and I'm like, hey, it's fine. Check this out. Like, this is awesome. And then like you offer your service, help me out. You know, Fonzie needs some help and you, you're, you're right there. So definitely this is who you are. You want to be involved. You want to be helpful. You're not doing this for the name recognition. You're not mm-hmm. doing this for the brand. You're doing this because this is who you are and this is your passion. You love education. You want to see people learn and grow and you want to do it together that plf those three letters are really really important to you and and i think it really makes you who you are and something i appreciate about you more than anything so you know kudos for you there thanks man i really appreciate it so let me go and share another clip here as as we go through here i'm going to share just a couple of clips and things of that sort but this one was uh one of my favorite clips too as well and i'm going to put you on the spot here aj so check this one out see if you remember expected so much more of myself, so much more of the profession that I I just did not like the direction I was going. I joined Twitter. I started finding people who I considered great educators and we shared ideas. I started doing these Twitter chats and I absolutely loved learning from these people. So I started bringing these ideas to my classroom and I started to figure out this is what teaching should look like. But unfortunately, I wasn't in a right situation where I could do the things I wanted to do. We didn't have the technology at the school I was at. I'm not bad-mouthing anybody. It's just the way things were. Everything was very much state testing where I was and getting kids ready for the test. And I just couldn't find the time to get kids in New York ready for a Regents exam and have some fun. So now I, I feel like I have morphed into a different educator because I know what education looks like. And I feel like I want to treat my teachers and I want them to learn so that they're not doing what I was doing 15 years ago. That right there, my friend, is something very powerful. And that, you know, I wanted to put you on the spot there, too, because I know, uh, you know, it, it's great to have seen 
your progression and your growth. And and like I said, I've no, I've only known you for not even, I would say maybe about a year now, mm-hmm. but just to be able to see you go from that amazing classroom teacher with that mentality and, you know, project-based learning, blended learning, flipped classroom and so on. And now still bringing that experience into your teacher straighter, because I'll never call you administrator. You, uh, yeah. You're that teacher straighter and bringing that same, you know, mentality uh, to your teachers now. And I think that's wonderful. But the fact that you were willing to admit to say, hey, you know what, I need to change. How can I change and how can I improve? And now, you know, you went out, sought your P- PLF and now you're this amazing, you're amazing teacher straighter and you're, this is only the beginning. And I'm really excited for what's going to happen in, in the future and where I'm going to see you in the next couple of years. So it's just been one of those powerful clips there too, as well. When, and going back to that human aspect of, you know, this is the business that we're in. This is a profession that we're in, but we need to grow. If, if we don't grow, we're dying. So I love your courage to be able to say that, you know, here and on the air and uh, just really motivate and encourage many others that may find themselves in a similar situation. So thanks for that, EJ. I appreciate you. No, well, thank, thank you for using that. I, I really appreciate it. But like, you know, it's not it's not just me. It's like the mentality around us. I think it, it's all of us. You know, again, going back to that PLF, we have some tremendous people you know, that, that we connect with. I got, I got you, I have Chris Nessie, Stacy Linda's Dave Franjosa. Like those are like, that's my core. You know, those are the people I reach out to the most of all, but I think there's so many great educators out there that we listen to and we trust that, you know, looking at Tim Cavey, Dan Krinas, like these are names that like, I, I look at them and the things that they're doing and how they reflect on, on their actions is so powerful, you know, and it makes us, makes us better. So, you know, the, the fact that, we can be more open. Like we have, we have these podcasts. You've got your podcast. I got my podcast. Those guys have their podcasts. You know, we are able to kind of put ourselves out there so people can listen. Like I, I, I love you people because you are the ones who are going to tell it as it is and are not sugarcoating anything. You're not the ones who are going to be uh, fake about what education looks like. And, you know, I know you in your journey, and I want to focus on you here you did not want to be an educator from the beginning. So how did you get into this realm of education? And how did you get from the point you were at to where you are now? Because that takes a lot to become such a passionate person in education because it's not just summers off. It's not just I want to teach. There really is something behind being an educator that not everybody can can just jump into. Well, honestly, yeah, like I never wanted to be in education. I mean, growing up the way that I grew up with my parents, you know, my parents think like combined education, you know, I think my my dad maybe might have gone to first grade, you know, and in Mexico, my mom also, you know, maybe even second grade, uh, but hardworking, nonetheless, you know, uh, gave me every opportunity, always encouraged me to get my education to just simply just be a graduate and that way I don't have to work the way they did. They're just like, we just want you to work in air conditioning. We don't want you to work the way that we did. We don't want you to have the struggles that we did. And so just seeing that, um, you know, growing up really made an impact on my life. And I was like, all right, uh, I'm going to go to business school and I'm going to make money because I was like, I'm going to make money because I want to take care of my parents. I want to make sure that they're okay. And so on. I went to business school and I loved it, learned a lot. I mean, I learned so many skills there that are easily transferable into the classroom. Uh, Like I said, I always tell people and I always say it is like I was doing personalized learning before it was even a buzzword Mm -hmm. because, uh, you know, being in customer service, you that's what you do. You know, your Mm -hmm. customers. I had 30 customers, 30 students that didn't learn the same way. I had to sell them the subject in a way that they found easy. And I was just I'm a salesman. That's what I do. Like Josh Tovar says, we're in the people business and that's what we do. And so there was a fork in the road moment where I was doing and working, you know, business. And I, I just was not enjoying my job. I was, uh, again, I'm not, I'm not going to mention where I work, but it was just one of those things where I was like, ah, you know, I, I don't, I don't like the the culture or the, some of the things that are happening. And I don't, I don't stand by that. And so a friend of mine called me up, says, Hey man, they're hiring at this high school here. And I was like, he's like, you should go apply. I was like, but I don't have any teaching experience. He's like, Dude, you have plenty of math hours. Just go and try. Sure enough, I walk in for my interview, and it turned out that the assistant principal that I interviewed with 
it was a teacher at the high school where I graduated from mm. and his wife was my teacher. He looks over my transcript. We talk for about 10 minutes. He's like, hey, come back and fill out your paperwork tomorrow. It's like, really? Like 10 minute interview, AJ. No joke. I couldn't like I can't even make this up. And I guess he just took a chance on me. And the first thing I remember going to just being the new guy there, not knowing anything. And they handed me two binders of transparencies <laughs> back in the day. Yeah, I had transparencies. And they're like, here you go. Oh, and there I go teaching without any experience at all whatsoever. But I had two great mentors that were there with me every step of the way and would help me out with, hey, make sure you do attendance. Hey, make sure you turn in your, uh, your grades and do this and do that. And they just really helped me. And once I started teaching, I absolutely fell in love with it. I mean, that I cannot deny the love and the passion that I have for this profession. Like something just clicked and I am just so heavily vested in education that I, I just continually learn and I want to learn and I want to, I guess we all do. It's in some extent say, hey, we want to leave a mark. We want to be those change makers, those ruckus makers, you know, to just have those conversations, you know, steer education into a different direction, a better direction, working collectively and doing those things. And that's my passion. And that's why I do what I do with the podcast, because I want to learn more from these people that are making waves, from these people that are are being heard and are being listened to, to be able to share their voice and amplify their voice. But for myself also, to equip myself, you know, like they say, the proverb says, iron sharpens iron. I want to sharpen my skills. I want to mm -hmm. be ready in season and out of season for any kind of questions, conversations and things of that sort and see where education is headed. That's what I'm about. And so, I, like I said, I, I never wanted to be an educator, but I fell in love with it. I fell into it and fell in love with it. And I am still to this day in love with the profession is it perfect? No, it's not perfect. Has it been difficult? Yes, I'd say that for 99.9% .9 of us would agree that there has been a lot of changes and a lot of things that have been magnified. But also 99.9% .9 of us can do something about it and create a change and make it better. And even if it's one show at a time from various podcasters, if it's one educator at a time, that's fine. The return on investment will be great. We may not see the fruit of it right away, but it'll come and we'll see that change happen. And that's what I look forward to. And being part of that would just be something phenomenal. And that's, that's what I'm about. Yeah. Yeah. So real quick, I know you want, you have a lot more uh, clips you want to show, but let me ask. So when was the first time you started teaching? How long ago was that? Oh my goodness. That was back in 2005, 2006. Okay. So, yeah. so, you jumped into a classroom position, yeah. <laughs> right? And you went from how long were you in the classroom to where you're at now? Like that's 11, a journey by itself. Yeah, 11 years in the classroom. So for a lot of people that may not know, yes, I was in the classroom. I did three years of high school, and then I did my eight years, actually nine years in elementary. And uh, so I did, I would do elementary fifth and sixth grade, fifth and sixth grade. I never got to junior high, but I've experienced high school. I've experienced elementary. And then now for five years now, I've experienced this new role as an instructional tech. And so I've been able to get that experience and see things from different perspectives. And I think that that's been something that's been very helpful that Number one, I've always been an advocate for teachers and because I've never forgotten what it was like to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. Number two, it's to me, that's the, the, the number one important thing is that we're in the people business. And that is one of the things that I always remember. It's customer service, the ability to improvise, adapt and overcome. Those three things have been what have been my, my three go-tos that have allowed me to be very successful in, in this career. And like I said, I, I'm just looking forward to the next phase, you know, the next step. Uh, I'm also working on my doctorate. And like I said, just keep on learning. That, I, that It's what I love. It's what I do. It's who I am. And the funny thing is, like I said, I, I never thought that this was me, but it is me. And I have found myself and I love every bit of it. And so it's been great. That's one thing I was going to say. So you, you went from classroom teacher high school, elementary, into the tech role, you're getting your doctorate, tell everybody what your doctorate's in, 
What's your what's your major focus of this doctorate? Oh, my major focus is going to be uh, virtual or augmented and virtual reality. Um, really, it's just that stepping stone of where we're headed. And mm-hmm. I'm a very forward thinker. I'm a 10xer. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just like to look into the future and see where it is that we're going. And and not to jump ahead into that, but just to say, hey, these are the things education landscapes changing. These are some of the things that we'll see within the next five to seven years, a little bit more of those conversations are already starting. What can we do now to not turn a blind eye to this and just focus solely on assessment? But what can we do to also take into account the future of learning? What can we do to prepare our kids for the future of education in higher ed, the future of work? You know, as far as technology is concerned, it's not going to go anywhere. If anything, it's going to continue to evolve and to grow. But what can we do and how can we find that fine balance where we can get our administrators on board to see the advantages of using the tech, mm-hmm. but also get our teachers excited and not, not being like, you have to do this, but how do you see this as possibly being part of your classroom? How would it be possible to implement this and really work? And, and like I said, if, if usually it's like, if you tell people to do something, they're not going to want to do it. But if you ask them to be part of the conversation, I mean, that really helps out a lot. And for me, it's just taking those steps and seeing where it is that we're going because for a long time education, I feel at least maybe it's my perspective. We've often been very reactive instead of proactive Mm -hmm. and we definitely need to be more proactive now as a lot has changed for sure. Yeah. That's, that's really powerful right there. Phones. Now I know you're, you're not done there. You're not done with, (laughs) with doctorate and instructional technology. You, you, you want to go big time and you're coming for my job, right? Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. I've I've been thinking about it. I'm just saying there's some information sessions that'll be coming up soon and and you never know. Maybe there'll be a a, a principal Mendoza someday in the future. Uh if not just to get that experience because you know, the thing is is this, it's it's if you want to be good at something, you have to work at it and you have to try and see things from different angles. And for myself, that's why I love listening to to you on your podcast and to you when you do the Unlock the Middle, um, you know, show with Josh when he does Unlock the Middle, with Tim also when he's got he had Todd Whitaker on there, the Unlock the Middle guys. I love hearing the 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 viewpoint from leadership, and just to see that aspect too. I mean, I, I want to make sure that if I ever come up with something that nobody could ever say, well, you never did that. I was like, no, I want I want people to know like, hey, I was in the high school shoes. I was in the elementary shoes. Mm-hmm. I was in the tech shoes. I was up in the central office shoes. Uh, I was in the principal chair. You know, like Josh Tover says, sometimes it's a, it, that's your chair and you got to make sure that you meet that vision and you meet people where they're at and, and you just go with it. So you never know. I mean, I'm just saying, throwing it out there, but leadership uh, I've been reading a lot about that, and I've been definitely getting very motivated to continue with that too as well. And But like I said, it's it's not to prove anything to people. It's genuinely because I want to learn how can I try and f- or how can I try and fix something if I don't see it from all different angles? How mm-hmm. can I try to better something and better myself if I don't get those perspectives? And I think that's something that's very important that sometimes we lose sight and we just put our blinders on and put our head down to what we're currently working in and in our current role that we forget about where we came from and what our why was before our why might have gotten lost somewhere along the way. You know, so I think that's very important. That, that That's more more than anything. That's that's what you need. You need that why you need your vision. You need to make sure you're on your mission. That's that's something you want to do. That's the growth that you have. Mm-hmm. You can't do it for anybody else. You got to do it for you. And if you're passionate about education, it's a good direction to go to. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. So anyway, let me share another clip here. One of my favorites, Al Kingsley. This is something that was great. Some wise words here. So listen good. up. Yep. Well, I'm definitely an advocate of the fact that, you know, mistakes aren't mistakes. They're just stepping stones to success. And I think over time, the most important thing I've learned is 
to perhaps be a bit more open about the fact that failure isn't always the ultimate outcome. I think when you start off and you're, and you're young and you're looking at a trajectory, you can become very, very quick to kind of, um, brush aside the, the mistakes you make. And let's be honest in business and in, in, in any profession, you, you, you do develop by those mistakes. So, so I think I've, I've probably learned there's a number of things. The first thing is don't, don't look at mistakes as being the ultimate point. They are something that you can build on. And then I suppose the second thing, and, and this is probably, you know, it's very much reflective on, on, on my experience in business, but I think applies the same in education, you know, it's always about having a good team around you. The, the mindset as a, you know, a young enthusiastic, I want to fix the world business person, frankly, what you very quickly realize is doesn't matter how much, how many great ideas you've got or, or what you think you're capable of, you can't do it alone. So never underestimate the, the power of the team. And I think that's something that it's, it's a lesson that people often say, but actually adapting that to how you operate within your your profession is, is definitely something that I think comes with experience. Some people are, you know, are blessed to, to, to recognize that from day one. I was perhaps as, you know, a slow learner on that pathway. Very powerful right there. And I think that that's something for all of us. That's a message that, you know, one failure, that's not your end point. You know, and I love the way he says it's a stepping stone to success. And so, you know, as hard as things may be out there right now, and I know it's hard for people, depending on what role you're in, you know, we want to make that change. And sometimes when things don't happen the way they go, you feel like, oh man, I'm a failure, but it's just a ste that stepping stone to success. It's not the end point, but I also love like, as far as for the administrative standpoint or for anybody's standpoint, like he mentions, it's, it's important to have a team to surround you. And for me, my PLF is my team. I mean, I've used that hashtag, you know, and it's been wonderful to hear other educators that that put, you know, on Twitter, they'll put PLF and PLF and PLF. And sometimes I'm like, man, that is awesome. That is awesome because that's that concept of that personal learning family. I mean, that's what we are. We, we are all tied by that bond of, you know, educators, what we do, what we love. That is our passion. That is our jam. And you know, it's very important that although maybe the team where you may be at may not be, you know, sometimes, it, you know, you have those differences, but out here in the Twitter space, man, your PLF is always there and mm -hmm. has always got you 100%. And that's the one thing that I love too, that PLF is there for you. And so I'm excited and thankful for every single one of them that is here today and those that will be listening and rewatching later. Yeah, I remember hearing... Al, Al live. I was I wasn't watching because I was doing something else, but I had the headphones on. And I heard it. My head poked up, and I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Like, let me tell this to my son. He looked at me. He's like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> I'm like, "Come on, you're big. You're big into like making mistakes and fixing the mistakes. Like, don't worry about mistakes." And he's like, "All right, Dad." I'm like, oh, this is what I get for talking to an eight year old about mistakes. But <laughs> I remember, like, I had nobody else to talk to, so he was the one I went to. But that was just that was just a, a nice moment. That 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 quote was resonating with me that day for so many times. I think I was tweeting that out like live. I was like, Oh my gosh, here's the, here's a quote. And outstanding. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And no, he was great. And also I want to thank Al also, cause he's the, the, the most viewed video on my YouTube channel Whoa. for my tech life over 1,400 views. So thank you Al for that. I really appreciate that. My friend. There you go. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, another clip for us. We want where you want to go with that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I uh, want to do another clip here, and let me see. This is the one that I love. This is now. This is uh, my friend Chris, and Chris was amazing. Like I really love his heart. And when he came on here, you know, Chris, Chris didn't go. He wasn't an educator, much like myself. He never thought that he would go into education, but he definitely had a heart for it. And I, I don't know, this clip just really gets me every single time. And it, you just really see the heart he puts behind it. So I want to share this uh, from Chris. Let me bring this up real quick. Let me, here we go. Education, it's, it's such a, it's a shot of adrenaline that never runs out, ever. And, and I liken it to the words. If you ever sit back and listen to the words of Jukebox Hero, uh, it's kind of my theme song for education. I found that lone guitar 
in a secondhand store, you know, my second career, my what was supposed to be my first career. I, I found my purpose. And when in that guitar is in my hands or this education is in my hands, you know, I'll make it light up. But my light never goes off. And that's the powerful thing. Now, yeah, very powerful thing. I mean, just what he says, you know, education, that's his light. I mean, for a lot of us, I mean, even for myself, I mean, that mm -hmm. that's that's my light. You know, I, I love what I do and we're passionate about it. And so many wonderful educators that have been on here that share that heart. And oftentimes, you know, they, they get misunderstood, you know, because they speak from the heart, but they don't speak to, you know, it's just the passion that really comes out. And oftentimes I think that we are misunderstood oftentimes the way things come out, but it's not coming out from a place that, man, we just, we, we want to be those like really hardcore ruckus makers, but we do want to be heard. And sometimes, you know, we speak from the heart because we love what we do and that is our passion. And, and I find myself, you know, sometimes I catch myself speaking very just strongly, but it's not because I'm upset. It's just because it's in my heart. Like, mm -hmm. like we need to do better. Why, why can't we see this? You know, I just want to see like, Hey, let's open up our blinders and let's look at really what the problem is instead of trying to avoid it or go around it. But let's make those changes, that meaningful change. Um, so, yeah. So I, I, like I said, it, it's, it's very powerful. So I'm really thankful for Chris for sharing that. You know, I think it, it was a short clip, but definitely very powerful. And, uh, you know, even one of the things that I want to show you and that I talked about real quick before I get to some of my flip grid, thank you so much for there those you. of you that filled up the flip grid, but we're talking about the human side and we're talking about people that we look at on Twitter that we see like, man, these guys have it together. They're posting on this. They've got books out They're you know, doing conferences and they're, you know, uh, keynote speakers and so on. But this is, this is, this is something that, when I interviewed this person who has now, you know, my biggest, I respect him so much and has now uh, been like a great friend too as well and a great part of my PLF. When I heard what this person is about to say, I was thrown back. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, but you're, you're, you're the EdTech guy. Like, like this is you. So I want to share with everybody. And hopefully, like I said, those of you that are watching live, really like just get to hear the impact because it, it took me by surprise, but just to show you that we are only human. So check out my boy here. What's something people might not realize about me. I, I struggled last school year. Last school year was really hard for me. I, I've been a tech coach for five years prior to that. This was my first year back in the classroom since 2014 or something like that, being a full-time teacher, not just going into co-teaching as the tech coach. And before that, my last time teaching science was 2010 or something like that. So it was a really difficult year for me. And I was working my tail off and doing my best, doing all that I could. And when I heard a term thrown around like learning loss, it just, that stung. Cause I'm like, listen, we're doing our best. What the students did last year was just amazing and unreal that they persevered through that really difficult situation they were in. We're like, listen, we're going to do this remote. You're going to be on zoom. And then sometimes you're going to be in person and some other kids are going to be on zoom. And then this is going to happen and that's going to happen. And they're like, oh, we're, then you're going to wear your masks and then you're going to come in, but you're not going to be allowed to be close to people. And you're going to be six feet away and you're going to have a plastic shield around you and like all this crazy stuff and that they persevered through there. And then for anybody on the outside to say that the students lost, I mean, they had a bad situation, but to call it lost just seems unfair we just had the olympics wrap up a couple weeks ago so i mean that was powerful mm. to hear jake mm -hmm. say that he struggled last year and you know and, and I, I, like i said i you know jake i love you and everything and, but i really appreciate that moment of vulnerability and transparency because sometimes people see the persona that's on social media. And they think, like I said, like I mentioned earlier, they think like you've got it together. You you're on top of the world. Like you get paid thousands of dollars to do what you do and to do your podcast and Maya tech life. And, and Jake's got books and so on. It's like, we're human, we're human. And that's one of the things like you mentioned earlier, you know, it's always knowing the human first, knowing that person to me means so much because we can all learn 
from that. And so, you know, like I said, that's one of my favorite clips um, to show because I, people need to know, like, what we're going through, everybody's going through, no matter where you think you may be mm -hmm. in the social media echelon and and within the edu space and Twitter swirl and Twitter, Twitter space and all of that, you know, we are only human. And so it's very important to know that. Man, that's a... Uh... That's a good clip. That that's that's something I don't think about. I hate the term learning loss. I know that one. That's something I spoke about many times. But just to look at it that way, that you know, it's just a slap in the face to to the educators who've been doing it for so long and so hard, trying to make it happen. You know, people didn't think we can make it happen. We make it happen, and now you're saying, oh, well, all the things you're doing, they're still lost. Our kids are just not getting it. So, you know, nice job there, Jake. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. All right, my friend. Well, let me go ahead and just share. I know that we're winding down and maybe you'll you have maybe those three questions that I always ask people. Or maybe you have a couple questions at the end, but I just want to share some short clips from some of my friends that may be watching right now also that are on. Uh, this is a Flipgrid, uh, you know, thing that I put out just anybody wanted to share something. And, you know, there's a couple of people here that might be present, but uh, one of the people that I would definitely like to give a special thanks to as well would be to Mel. And Mel, thank you so much for, um, you know, being a supporter. Thank you so much for catching the shows. Thank you so much for also like, you know, sending me messages, checking up, see how I'm doing, things of that sort, and just be able to connect with you and just to see you also be a wonderful connector and just the amazing things that you're doing. So I wanted to share this short little clip here. Want to say a huge thank you to Fonz because basically he has created such an amazing space for everyone to share, you know, and to really just um, have these new connections. Really love the idea of this power of connections, you know, being able to connect with people that maybe you would have never done so before and just giving people the space to share their story and to share many different things and if we didn't have that space we wouldn't know about all these different people and how amazing these people are and I think Fonz's been on quite a journey himself being able to really connect with all of these different people and allowing like an audience a public audience as well um, to actually you know be able to learn and you know continue to grow and connect with others I think that's amazing so thanks so much, Fonz. We really do appreciate you. And um, I'm sure that as being a guest on your podcast as well, you know, really do appreciate that opportunity that you've given myself and so many others. Okay. Thank you so much. Bye. Oh, Mel. Thank Mel. you. Thank you, Mel. She's so awesome. Thank you. It was just a beautiful, beautiful message. I loved it. And let me throw uh, another friend of mine out there. She's here right now, so she's going to check this out. Here we go. Hey, Fonz. It's Amanda Macias here. I wanted to say congratulations on your 100th episode. I can't believe that since we've connected over the last few years and um, I've been on your show, just the amazing conversations that are being had in this space and the connections that we're all making and learning from one another. Um, I can't tell you enough how much I've really enjoyed your, your mantra of get clicky with it. I think I've used that so many times this year. Um, I can't even count, but it's been so great to just be able to share the space and have that community and professional learning family right of all of that all of us need during this time so i just want to say congratulations on your 100th episode here's to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds more and i can't wait to share some physical space hopefully with you all near in the future and just keep doing what you're doing because i think this is something that we all just need to learn from one another right now so thank you for building this community space and congratulations again on your 100th episode. I'm so excited for you. Thank you so much, Amanda. I appreciate it. You, you're just wonderful. And she was a guest. And from the get-go, she was there from the very beginning, like the very, very, when I, like my, my backgrounds were different. Mm -hmm. And I was still trying to figure out this whole podcast stuff. But it's just been great, you know, to watch people come along for this journey and finding that value. And, you know, it's been great that they've seen me grow, but then I've also seen 
them grow professionally, each within their fields. And it, it's it's great. It, it's just great energy. You feed off of their success and then they feed off of your guests and your success. And it's just that connection. Like we're all in this together and that really means a lot. And um, so I want to share also a couple more. They're, they're pretty short, but here's Matt Rhodes. Definitely want to give a shout out to Matt Rhodes, who's been a, an amazing mentor to me as well. And so let's see what he has to say. Hey, Fonz, and all of the other amazing guests and everyone that has listened to this fabulous podcast, such a invigorating and motivating podcast, My Tech Life is, and it's definitely been something that I have listened to over the past year or so and have contributed a number of times. Fonz is a extraordinary educator that knows a wide network of educators that have helped amplify the learning of so many educators throughout not only the United States, but also the world. So I can't wait to see more episodes in the future. And I look forward to what he does next with this podcast and what other amazing content he has coming to help educators and school leaders, you know, change and transform student learning culture and how organizations are run in our modern times. Thank you, everyone. And thank you, Fonz, for such an amazing podcast. Oh man, like, nice, you know, nice. I just got chills. Like I'm one of those, like, it, it was so hard for me to listen to these because it's so weird. Like, like just, you know, just sometimes it's very hard for me. I, I love to give praise and I love to praise others, but it's very difficult for me to accept praise many times, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but to hear these messages was just, it really, you know, fills my heart with joy. And it's just amazing just to hear these fine and wonderful educators you know, just saying the things that they're doing and it's just wonderful. And, um, you know, here we go. Just a couple of more here that I, you know, these are definitely worthy of sharing. I, I love this guy right here. What is going on everybody for me, Fonz, I love the authenticity. Y your show grabbed me from that intro where you're walking through and just being who you are. And then all your guests come on and you make them feel so comfortable. And, you know, for me, being unapologetically you is, is critical. But I see that every episode, people come on and they're loose, they're having fun, and you bring that out of people. So my, my favorite part is, is learning from people, but yet the way that you are able to create an atmosphere that each individual comes on and shares authenticity. They share who they are and they share their excitement for this field and education and all the things that they're doing. So keep it up, my man. 2022 is going to be a big year. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Man, I, you know, it, it's like, I don't know. It's just who I am, you know, and, and just really giving that people that space and having them share and just be feeling comfortable. Like, like they're, they're at your house. You're just having a conversation. I think that's so important, you know, to just be able to help people get in their comfort zone, build that comfort level, build that rapport and make that connection and, and just have a genuine, authentic conversation. And, you know, I think that's what's made this podcast. Sometimes I think it's a little different than others. And mm -hmm. in a lot of ways now I'm seeing it is very different. It's kind of somewhat of a mix of a talk show kind of deal <laughs> because I, I kind of really want to get to know the the person and so on. And, you know, I, I know we started like, oh, 30 minutes and then now the show's go on for like an hour, but it's because the conversation is good and there's value mm -hmm. and just giving them time to to speak and, and to talk and to really pour their heart out is something wonderful. And uh, here's the last video here. My friend Jared, this was amazing. I love this. Hey, Fonz, congratulations on your 100th episode of My Ed Tech Life. It has inspired me to bring podcasting to students. And so here are one of the classes who are working on their own podcasts. Congratulations on your 100th episode. <laughs> Congrats. Have a good one. Oh, that's awesome. That's cool. <laughs> that is wonderful. That is so cool. I just want to give everybody a thank you. The Flipgrid is still up there. If you want to add some words, I mean, there, it's obviously it's not going to come out on the show, but I would definitely be very thankful if you do have some words to share of any added value that this podcast has brought to you or any feedback. You know, I'd love to hear from you. You know, this is like I said, uh, for 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 me, it's important to get that feedback just to make sure I'm on the right track and 
doing things the right way. And, you know, it's just a little bit of validation too that what I'm doing matters. So if you can just go to my Twitter page and just fill out that Flipgrid and just drop us a line, you know, show your support and reach out and so on. And, you know, like I said, I'd love to hear from you. <laughs> That's very cool. You got anything else? Nah, man, I'm good. Like it's all you now, man. <laughs> oh, now it's all me. All right, three. I'm gonna go three questions. Actually, four questions. These all aren't right. your four questions. But all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you three three serious questions here. What advice do you give to other educators and podcasters out there looking to do what you're doing? Just do it. Ooh. Do it. You're you're not gonna regret it. Yeah. And the the biggest regret will be you not doing it and wondering what if. So if this is something that you're really interested in and you think like, hey, I, I want to do this, I want to jump in, just do it. You know, there really isn't a formula for it. Many people write books about it. Many people say, hey, do this or you got to do that and you got to do this. Just just do it and learn as you go. I mean, you can go back to episode one all the way to now and you'll see, you know, for a while it was a little you know, weird and uh, the production wasn't there and so on. But the more you do it, the more you sharpen your skills, the more you hear other podcasts, you start learning and just do it and, and don't give up on it. You know, just continue going forward and don't ever, ever be intimidated by saying, Hey, like, let me reach out to somebody on Twitter. Let me email somebody, just do it, email them. You know, you'd be surprised. Like, like this last guest, George chorus, I was like, I was like, George Corris, like he, he would, he's probably too busy. He wouldn't want to be on the show. And then I was talking to George and then he's like, but in pre-chat, he's like, man, I like your stuff. I like what you're doing. I follow you on, on, on Instagram. And this, I was like, what George Corris said, he liked my stuff. Like you just don't know who's watching and listening. So just do it. Don't. And, and, but number one thing, don't compare yourself to others, find your own style, let it come from the heart. And you'd be surprised how comfortable you get when you stop trying to be like others and you find just that little niche and that little space and that angle that is all you. I mean, just go for it. And then after that, get a little bit of what all these other guys are doing that is great. And then just sprinkle it on lightly to your practice so you can serve up just an amazing, amazing podcast to people. I love that. I love that. All right. Favorite podcast or go-to podcast that you have to listen to when it's released? Oh, for me, lately, every Monday, it's like I'm waiting for punk rock classrooms. Mike Earnshaw, Josh Buckley, and they were on the there were guests on the show. I I look forward to their stuff in the sense that, you know, I, I look for that leadership component, like Mike Earnshaw, Principal Extraordinaire. Definitely check out his book. Um I love to hear his reflections. He's authentic, he's genuine, and he just, he's really transparent. And that's the one thing that I love, that he's not afraid to put himself out there mm -hmm. from with fear of maybe somebody saying something or whatever. I mean, he lets you know how he's feeling. And to me, I think that's something that is very important and adds value that I can connect with. Josh Buckley, also, you know, great administrator, Title I specialist, but it's like the way we, the reason we connect is because we used to be like punk rock kids and I can relate to them and just bringing, like they say, that ethos of punk rock, the DIY, build a scene, you know, and, and build up your crew. And that's what I'm all about. So every Monday morning I'm there on Spotify. Boom. You know, I got to listen to those guys for sure. That's outstanding. All right. What are you learning right now? Uh, right now, actually, I'll show you what it is that I'm learning. I'm reading Josh Stamper's book, Aspire to Lead. Boom. So this is where I'm at right now. So I'm really excited. Like I said, reading a lot of books on leadership. I also have um, Daniel Bowers, my light, <laughs> uh -oh. Daniel Bowers book also as well that I have back here, the Mastermind book. Mm -hmm. I highly recommend that book too as well. Anybody that's just in leadership or leadership role, but all those skills are very transferable to any current position, whether you're a teacher and like I said, you take those bits, sprinkle them onto your practice, and man, it really makes a difference and it really helps open up your eyes to just, again, see things differently from a different lens and continue to grow and continue to learn. All right, last one for me. What's next, Fonz? 
another hundred episodes, AJ. Oh. Another hundred episodes. I am excited. Like I said, I'm just gonna take just probably after this this coming week. Uh, we have our our break. I'm gonna do my last three shows for 2021. So I'll actually be up to show 103. And then after that, I'm going to take a short little break, you know, probably till the the end of January, but we're going to come back with some amazing episodes, some amazing guests that I'm trying to reach out to and just to bring back and even bring back former guests just to see how things are, how things have changed. Has there been any change? What are we seeing? And just kind of take it from there. But I'm just, like I said, really excited to just continue on with the podcast, bringing you the best of myself each and every week. Um, And then, of course, continuing with my studies. And, you know, we'll see where that goes to as well, you know, professionally and and personally. So I'm just really excited and just want to give a big shout out to my wife, my beautiful, beautiful wife, Angelica, who's been just so, so supportive of of Maya Tech Life and um, just always behind me and giving me tips and saying, Hey, do this, do that, do it this way, do this and so on. And, and I love it, you know, so it's just been great and wonderful. And I just can't wait for the next hundred episodes. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Is, is there a, is there, is there a book? Is there, is there a book coming? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There'll be, yeah, there'll be a book coming out, working on that, you know, yeah. so it'll be coming out, you know, soon. And it's going to be a, a different, a different angle, different perspective on things, but it's going to be a great project that I think we will, it definitely amplifies creativity, but it's going to amplify maybe creativity in a different way. And it's definitely going to be geared to, for pretty much anybody like teacher to district leader and, you know, above because of what it's going to do and what I have a feeling it can do. So I'm really excited because it's, it's definitely a lot of people took part in this and uh, so I'm really excited for that. And uh, so we'll see it when it'll come out. But uh, like I said, it'll it'll come out soon and it'll it's going to be yep. definitely worth it. There you go. There you go. Well, Fonz, I mean, that that's it, right? I mean, that was fantastic. I appreciate you inviting me on. Uh, hopefully everybody out there listens and, and learns a lot from you. I know I have learned a lot these past 100 episodes of yours. Um, I hope everybody continues to listen to you to listen to your passion and understand your 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 desire to bring that PLF to life. And I hope that there's one day that we can be in the same room together when this darn pandemic is over and, and we bring everybody together. But Fonz, thank you for allowing me to grill you for my ad tech life. And uh, I, I'm going to say it, but hey, you're part of my PLF. I'm part of your PLF. Everybody out there, we're now one big PLF. And all y'all out there, Stay techie, my friends.